abandoned corporate America to embark on a whole new venture in horror podcasting. Please join your host and his sister for today's episode of Not Your Average Horror Show. Well, welcome everybody. Welcome back to another exciting week of Not Your Average Horror Show. I feel like it's been a while since I've done a proper introduction like that. In fact, I think the last few episodes have just been like us randomly talking about whatever bullshit we were caught up in that moment as I hit record and I never bothered to like clean it up for the intro. <laughs> just like, oh wait, is it recording? Yeah, yeah. And I just left it like that. Yeah, we really let ourselves slide. Well, I like let to say it was on purpose. <laughs> I did it on purpose because I thought it was funny, but it's not. <laughs> Maybe. TBD. So... I figured I just at least that owed that much to the audience uh-huh. to give a proper introduction because of the movie we're talking about this, this time. Very special episode. Yeah. Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> it's asking a lot to have the listening, the horror listening base tune in to listen to this one. <laughs> it's really asking fans of the show and hoping that they just like hearing us talk about something, regardless of what it is. Ideally, horror, sure. But you know, I talk about that move, that that podcast, Slaughter Film, all the time. I got into it because I only wanted to hear some of my horror favorites talked about, but these guys were so entertaining. I started listening to them like when they were cranking stuff out every week, and I didn't care what movie it was. It could be anything. <laughs> and once in a while, they throw in a movie that wasn't really horror-related. Yeah. Why this one? I'm not sure exactly. I don't even like it. But I think it's more fun to talk about movies. We are just as confused as the audience. Yes. Clearly. <laughs> but I think it's more fun to talk about movies that are that you hate, that you just want to bash. Fair enough. I think more humor can be gleaned mm-hmm. from something like that. <laughs> I watched this for the first time a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. You just saw it today. I did. So this past year, like last month, I watched... See, I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched half of it. I caught it. Well, the funny thing is, was Kate was sitting there watching it. I'm like, oh, shit. I've been meaning to go back to this movie, not because like I liked it. I'm drawn to it for some reason. I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> Probably the nostalgia of another 80s. Well, no. I. It's like a 90s movie. Oh, wow. No, okay. wait. It's, it's 04 it came out. Oh, okay. So right. it's way past any of that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's more recent than you think. I mean, still 20 years, but 20 years is not what it used to be. Yeah, I have no eye for like anything pre. Apparently, the thought Tim Allen just always looked fairly old, huh? <laughs> well, Tim Allen for me is just like typecast as uh, what's his face from Home Improvement. That's right. That was one show that was acceptable back in the day, right? You could watch that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Acceptable in terms of like what our parents liked. Yeah. Well, they were not. They were not like fans of sitcoms. They were very tough on sitcoms. I don't know what the criteria was because a lot of stuff was just like randomly approved. And for the most part, like no sitcoms. There was never a Cheers on. There was never um, what other shows were, were, were like that back in the day. Yeah. Like random comedies. Well, it, it's funny because I was asked recently, like, did your parent like, what did your parents watch? Did they watch like shows? And I was like you know autumn my my default answer was like well yeah of course and then i like really sat and tried to think and i was like wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) nothing (laughs) and if i wanted to see something i couldn't yeah there was no well the cosby show which is hilarious to think that you know knowing what you know about now about bill cosby that they they would have approved that (laughs) 
of that. <laughs> but um, yeah, there was no like other sitcoms really at all. Well, in later years, my mom liked Fraser. Mm. My mom, your mom too. <laughs> our our mother. Yes, which is interesting because like they didn't watch Cheers, but once in a while when you when we'd go back and watch that mm-hmm. when you'd all be sitting like you'd watch it and they'd laugh at it. It's yeah. almost like they didn't want to watch it. They didn't want to admit that it was funny, but if they would just sit there and give it a chance, like some a lot of this stuff would have been to them. My our parents were uh see I always I always did it too. My parents. <laughs> They were very non-mainstream. They were like, yeah, they were hipsters before. That's a good way to put it, (laughs) non-mainstream. And because of that, like, I never really liked um, sitcoms that much either. Yeah. I I mean, I go out of my way to watch. I don't think I watch any sitcoms, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you must have seen some Home Improvement, right? Because we were just talking about how they'd watch that. We did grow up on Home Improvement. Um, I, I grew up on Home Improvement. It's getting complex. Yeah, um, <laughs> I know. We should probably move on. <laughs> <laughs> this, our audience has uh, considered this episode a wash already. Yeah, if they weren't like <laughs> listening already because of what we're talking about, this this is certainly boring to them oh, to there death. Goes our last listener. <laughs> right. This might be the first show with zero listeners. <laughs> Let's see if we can do it. <laughs> because we can't even count on the movie that we can't even count on the people who are looking for specific movies just to. <laughs> To like scoop up as much information as they can or as many reviews. Some guys will do that if they're really mm-hmm. obsessed. Like maybe they were obsessed with They Live and they'll stumble upon our podcast and listen to it and they'll never listen to another one of ours again. They just <laughs> wanted to hear that movie talked about. Yeah. So we can't even count on that because this is not something that anybody <laughs> is looking for commentary on. What's the name of it? Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> so we're really relying on our, our regular listeners. This is a wild experiment. Buckle up. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the thing with this movie is that my critique of it is that it squandered so many chances to be funny. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of talent in this movie. Maybe not a lot, but there was yeah. a de- there was some notable actors in this movie. Well, being in our Jamie Lee Curtis era, I guess. <laughs> Speaking of which. Being what? In our Jamie Lee Curtis era. Oh, I didn't even think about that. What was <laughs> the last? That's why I was thinking. <clears throat> oh, well, I guess this is kind of a tie-in because it's Jamie Lee Curtis. But That was not deliberate at all. I was not even <laughs> thinking like of her being in this movie as part of. <laughs> there we we've go. done a lot with we, her lately. Not last week. That but can be the reason that we just manifested. <laughs> maybe. But like the last four out of five movies featured her probably. Mm-hmm. Or three out of four. Something like that. Yeah yeah so you know she's not really known for comedy i guess in some ways fish called wanda was funny and then um trading places of course mm-hmm. so that she easily could have like a a comedy element about her it's a very talented woman yeah um tim allen you know he's not like the king of comedy or anything but certainly he's he's got well, what else has he been in <laughs> like i I don't really know um, well, like, what non-comedic things. Well, speaking of sitcoms, so you might have missed this one, but this is um, Last Man Standing. Does that sound familiar? Nope. So it's, well, what it's the same thing. Good. Like he's, he plays like the family dad, mm-hmm. but instead of having like three sons, he has three daughters. Mm. So he's the only guy in the house. Uh, okay. And he owns a um, like sport fisherman hunting shop, mm-hmm. like a Cabela's or Dick's yeah. or one of those places. Mm-hmm. And yeah, every once in a while you see Jay Leno in the shop. He's like one of the routine characters that comes on and just, yeah. you know, it's kind of like got like the guys 
you know, one of the guys there at the, mm-hmm. um, in the group, just like palling around like you'd expect with his previous show. Mm-hmm. But now it also like mixes in the other side of something different. He's mm-hmm. got three daughters yeah. and all the drama they bring in. And of course, like he plays a conservative guy in the show. His son-in-law happens to be very liberal. So you've got that part of it also. And it becomes like, you know, various themes and sub themes and, and things like that mixed in. So anyway, that was something else he's been in. A couple of movies here and there, but yeah, nothing really like that impressive, <laughs> I guess. But oh, I guess my Santa point. Santa Claus. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Another Christmas tie-in. So, I mean, you know, I guess my point is that, you know, it's this movie felt way short of what it could have been. Mm-hmm. Not that he's like the most talented comic guy, but it certainly could have done better than what it did. Um, Dan Aykroyd, though, who I love, mm-hmm. not so much for like his full body of work, but maybe pr- pretty much like for one or two movies. <laughs> the Great Outdoors, Ghostbusters. Right. Yeah. 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 He, um, I I love the character in Great Outdoors. I'm. It's probably not one that most people really think is that great of a role. You You cosplayed him. Yeah, I dressed up like that character before. <laughs> Roman Craig. Hey, I, I wish I could be him without the part of him going broke in the end. But, you know, <laughs> up until then. I think you could. I think there's still time. <laughs> what, to go broke? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll leave that to you uh, decide. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, the movie. So here's the problem. Also, it's called Christmas with the Cranks. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that suggest that um, the two characters in question, they're going to be like mean or grumpy or dare I say cranky, Mm -hmm. as the title would indicate? It makes you think you're going to watch this movie about just people just being really obnoxious and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're really not at all. Yeah. The only thing, I mean, they seem like a nice couple. The only thing is just that they wanted to take a break from Christmas one year. They didn't want to like have to do for them like clearly it was becoming a chore Mm -hmm. and a financial strain yeah i forget what what was he a travel agent or was or no 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 he's like an accountant accountant. okay yeah yeah Yeah. they Mm -hmm. went to a travel agent that's what it was Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and yeah so as part of his job he uh realized like all the money they're spending on christmas they could take a great trip somewhere and the thing though was that her their daughter would typically be there for Christmas also. And then this mm-hmm. year she wasn't, she was where Costa Rica or somewhere in South America. Peru. Okay. <laughs> and she was supposed to be there for Christmas. So they felt they didn't really have any reason to even stick around mm-hmm. for family purposes. I guess, you know, their neighbors just have this expectation that the whole neighborhood has to celebrate Christmas together. They were going to bail out, but they're going to do it like under the radar. Mm hmm and um take this great trip and still i guess have money to spare yeah by avoiding christmas expenses so that's pretty much the premise in a nutshell and apparently that makes them cranky and despisable people selfish (laughs) (laughs) as you're watching this it's like you're waiting and waiting for something funny to happen and then nothing really does for a while in the beginning the only thing i can remember that is like even remotely memorable is like they're at the tanning salon. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess that was, that was done just for no other reason than to show Jamie Lee Curtis in a bikini, which maybe yeah. you wouldn't be expecting that because she right. doesn't seem like it doesn't seem not that she can't pull it off, but it doesn't seem like this would be that kind of role where you'd expect it. You wouldn't see it coming. Right. Yeah. 
she was she was far too classy for <laughs> well and then she's just not she's just like a a mom type looking person like you know mm-hmm. she's not trying to portray anybody you know that you might expect to see in a bikini especially in a christmas not movie. saying that mothers cannot wear bikinis oh of that course not our message right 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 <laughs> um so yes and she looked fine but then what happened was i don't know how this all played out but somehow they're at the mall right mm-hmm. it's like a tanning place at the mall and then yeah she ends up walking around in the bikini and then they're face to face with people they know do you remember what led up to that I was like painting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. On, but but <laughs> <laughs> somehow, I think like there was something malfunctioning at some point. Okay. Potentially. And I seem to remember like as as what usually goes wrong in the tanning. You see the person walking around with the two things in their eyes, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. that's right. We're supposed to laugh at that too. Right. Yeah. And then I think they're their priest there and he's like oh what's going on here yeah it was definitely a religious figure Uh uh-huh their neighbors of course and everyone else so it becomes like Mm -hmm. a bit of a scandal i guess the fact that uh, (laughs) they're just dressed like in their underwear pretty much yeah that aside i can't remember too much else that happens until the point where they decide they're not going to do it Mm -hmm. because they get a phone call from their daughter do you remember what her name is they kept saying it blair oh that was blair that's her name Okay. <laughs> I remember they kept saying it to the rest of the movie, but I couldn't remember. It's like, Blair is coming. And then just the whole world stops because of that. And we have no reason why. Yeah. All, all wow. the neighbors are just like, Blair is coming? It's and like, she seemed fine, but she also seemed very normal. Yeah, very nothing normal like noteworthy about her. <laughs> right. Joining the Peace Corps, I guess. I don't know. Okay, that's what it was. <laughs> and then and it's just like. babysat their kids. Yeah, it um, it seemed like too much of a sudden shift like that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're just not, like not suburban enough. Maybe if we had like a closer knit community when we were growing up, we would truly understand. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> yep, I didn't have it then, and I don't have it now because <laughs> I'm suburban now, and it's not close. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a couple of years. I did. It's yeah. been five years now. <laughs> well, now that you, it's been five years. Almost, yeah. The heck. Well, now that you have, um, now that you're the proud owner, I, I don't know, maybe this isn't up to me to drop the news. Uh, the dog? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> the proud owner of a Doberman Pinscher. Yes. Strutting around the neighborhood, maybe people will be your friend. Well, it might be alienating people even more. <laughs> I think our one neighbor is pissed because like, we've been putting her outside so we got a fence that we put up like a year ago mm-hmm. and still didn't get a dog until now. <laughs> and so now suddenly there's a dog and we didn't realize the fact that like the fence is lined up perfectly with the driveway. So I always see them like walking in and out of the house in the morning, yeah. like taking the kids out there. And then I don't know what the hell they're doing. They keep walking back and forth their cars a million times. But <laughs> if we put the dog out while they're doing all this nonsense, she just stands there and she's like, woof 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 woof. the whole time they're and they're just looking over sideways at her they don't know what to think like at a tall doberman just like standing there with this deep bark it's pretty she, hilarious yeah she just like spontaneously manifested one <laughs> it's just like suddenly there's a dog there and not just any dog yeah but i love that because this guy they don't 
it's like they're so to themselves. Like if you ask this guy anything, like mm-hmm. I always say this as an example, but if I'm like, hey, Rick, did you catch that Eagles game last night? What do you think? He'd be like, oh, yeah, great game. Well, got to go. That's like him with ever whatever you bring up. He's always going to be like, OK, oh, well, just quickly, let me just say this one thing or just like, oh, I'm kind of in a hurry, but oh, I yeah. got to get the kids to bed. And it's just like, give me a break. It's been five years. <laughs> Same bullshit every time I talk to him. He's got some <laughs> excuse. Uh, so I don't know what his problem is, but he's not. It's like he's friendly. He just like mm-hmm. doesn't want to be bothered. Yeah. So this is my revenge. Okay. <laughs> so the community they live in. Yeah, they're close knit. Everybody knows each other. And we find out later that their daughter Blair, I guess, was the babysitter for everyone's child. So mm-hmm. that's why the whole community, once they find out she's coming home, they also get on board with it. And but yeah, like I was saying, the whole shift like in in them with this plan and that apparently this is what makes them such bad people that they just wanted to like take the 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 year off of Christmas this time. They suddenly just like shift back when they find out she's coming home. They just drop everything. Yeah. And he's like, wait a minute. We're just going to cancel the trip. She's like, yeah. She's like, hurry up. She's like, we got to find, you know, get the decorations out. Get the Frosty the Snowman. What was the deal with the Frosty the Snowman? It's just they like. demanded Frosty. They yeah. were obsessed with it. <laughs> it's just like a giant snowman. You could like buy a Walmart. And everybody, every single person has it on their roof. <laughs> so Dan, so who's usually hilarious, but in this movie, he wasn't really. He was, he looked like an oddball and he plays that part really Even well. Dan Aykroyd was a disappointment. Yeah. I mean, he looked the part, but he wasn't really that funny. But <laughs> there he's, was expectation there that was not delivered. He's, he's like, where's your Frosty? He's got to get, get your Frosty. And then you see the thing like in the basement, it's just like tucked away and it's gigantic, like eight feet tall. He's like, why don't you put it up? He's like, we'll do it for you. And then he's like, no, 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 we don't need that. And eventually... He does, Tim Allen does get up on the roof in the process of trying to correct their veering off course of not doing the Christmas thing. Now they're like, they've got no choice. It's kind of like they're up against the wall because, you know, she's at the supermarket. You see her trying to get that ham, which is another ridiculous scene. I mean, it was kind of funny, I guess. Well, yeah. (laughs) Right. It looked very not even worthy of a sitcom. It just looked very child, almost like a cartoon. You see like two moms racing each other to get the last ham there. Yeah. And then she has to like pay somebody like an unreasonable amount of money. What was it like a hundred dollars for a canned ham, a canned ham, which <laughs> somehow slips out of her hands in the parking lot, slides into the street and gets run over. Yeah. I don't remember what happened. I don't know how she salvaged dinner after that, nor do I really care. But well, the neighbors rallied together. Okay. And somebody had like an extra hickory ham or something. Yes, that sounds familiar now. <laughs> so I guess it goes back to like, you know, the neighbors supporting them, even though they were going to give up on Christmas. Their neighbors came back, like his one neighbor with the Christmas tree, uh-huh. who was going to loan him the tree, right? That's where uh, I picked it yes. up this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that there just seemed like so much potential for something funny to happen, and it just never did. I mean, unless you consider the fact that he's in his neighbor's house, they're struggling, and they're breaking ornaments, even though the guy was like, don't break anything, and then, of course, they do. Yeah. And he's got that little kid helping him. It was Dan Aykroyd's kid <laughs> in the movie helping him out. Um, And it's just, it's, I don't know, it was just kind of, kind of like just boring, them dragging it out. And then... You know, the one neighbor calls the cops on them. Mm-hmm. So you're just oh, like, oh, right, because they're stealing the Christmas tree. Right. <laughs> yes, they're 
nobody knows like why they're doing it mm-hmm. except um well the kid obviously um and then the cops arrive and it's cheech marin or wait is it tom no cheech marin yeah mm-hmm. of cheech and chong fame and i think jake Busey is his name gary Busey's son i thought he looked familiar yeah <laughs> so Some strong genes right so you've got the potential for like more com like you know clearly cheech marin like has had his day as a comedian mm-hmm. and he used to be hilarious like nobody would know his name now except unless you're older but he has the potential to be really funny but he just had no good dialogue to work with yeah um the other guy i don't know it's like there was just i don't even remember what he looks like tall blonde (laughs) um so they bust him i think what happens was they're walking across the street with this christmas tree yeah and the sound of that sounds funny i guess but somehow they found a way to make it not funny and then the cops arrive they see it happening and they throw tim allen the kid runs off Mm -hmm. and so now like they've got him in the back they're like oh we got you now buddy we're taking you down to the station yeah and he's just sitting there like sulking like it's like come on you're just like waiting for something funny to happen and then nothing ever does and then what happens next the kid like runs up to the police car and bangs on the window yeah and now you're like okay this is it finally something has got to happen here that's sort of funny the kid's gonna say something yeah it might not be like earth shattering but let's hear what he's got to say they roll down the window and the kid's like oh he's not a burglar uh the neighbor gave us the key it's okay and that was it it's like are you kidding me that was it yeah that was like strange didn't feel like (laughs) so many squandered opportunities it's almost like in that scene there was a bubble above that says insert funny scene here and they just never did i feel like it was trying to take like the template of like a national lampoon kind of movie but like there was no no cousin eddie right (laughs) there was the people behind it just did not have the same kind of no any given minute of that movie would trump this entire movie (laughs) i just watched it yeah I mean, right before Christmas is just like I always do. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just unbelievable, like how unfunny it was. It's so many chances and so much talent in this movie for it to be nothing. Yeah, I will say there was one funny line, and it, and I'm not even kidding. Like this was a great line too. <laughs> the and one it's, redeeming, it, and it <laughs> wasn't the most appropriate one, but it was. It was. It's funny because anybody who's watched this movie. They'd probably be just like so baffled by how unfunny this. It might have gone right over your head. You might have <laughs> missed it, and you might have even missed it too, Adrian. I <laughs> <laughs> not audience. I well, I'm really curious because maybe okay. I, so maybe I got it. So he's now feeling compelled to put the frosty up on the roof, right? Uh huh. You remember seeing him up there struggling with it, and he's got like the rope around the thing's neck. And he's hauling it up there. Of course, like everything he's doing is the wrong way in the most unsafe way possible mm-hmm. as you're sitting there waiting for hoping something funny will happen. And he's just like struggling and he's like up on top of the roof. You remember all this, right? Mm-hmm. So now he's like at the top of it. He manages to get it up there. And the thing is just like balanced, like right in the middle. Yeah. And he's just like face to face with it. And 
don't know what the deal was. The red eyes was. They're trying to make it <laughs> oh, resemble yeah, that something. Was kind that's kind of strange. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, I know. I it's. I think they're just trying to like make it resemble how much he resents. I think that time of year. Yeah. And this frosty thing is just representative <laughs> of that. And so he's kind of like losing his balance, and you can just tell it's like oh, okay, he's going to go all over the roof, just waiting for it to happen. And sure enough. Is almost like the Frosty leans forward against him, mm-hmm. and he does slide down the roof. Now, while that's happening, the rope that was on the Frosty, so you're kind of expecting the Frosty to fall off and see it hanging by its neck, mm-hmm. just the way this thing was set up, but it didn't. What happens instead is he gets tangled in the rope, and so you see him sliding off the roof. The rope catches him around the ankle, mm-hmm. and then, bink, it kind of like falls short. He's falling, but it saves him, like, three feet off the ground yeah now he's just hanging there by his foot mm-hmm. so then his wife runs out the neighbors run out they're like oh well let me let us help you let us help you and he's like oh man you know he's like all embarrassed that wasn't the funny part it's what he says next so jamie lee curtis is like oh my goodness she's like man it's a good thing that rope saved your fall huh oh. and he's <laughs> like um actually it was a suicide attempt i misread the instructions <laughs> it's got him by the ankle <laughs> Yeah, I actually did catch that. I was like, oh. <laughs> that, so. come on, that was a pretty good line. And I know, yeah, it probably did. It didn't feel like it was that funny because you're so pissed off that you're watching this movie but and it wasn't worth it. But on its own, that was a great line. <laughs> no, I thought it was clever. I, I did think it was clever. After that, um, yeah, the movie kind of turns into a very like sentimental, just very neighborhoody gathering of people you see, oh, and then this really weird thing where the cops are escorting, not escorting, but they're just driving oh, the, daughter the daughter and, and the her, boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, there was one thing that was like semi funny when they're at the airport. Mm-hmm. So the blonde, they're they're holding up signs. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. For one, and the one cops holding the one that says Blair, and the other one says Enrique, yeah. which is the guy's name. But mm-hmm. it's the letter E N hyphen Reeky R E E K Y. Yeah. It's like, yeah, very juvenile, but kind of funny. Uh-huh. So they pick them up. They get a police ride back home. But in the process of that, like, they come across the theft. I don't know what the oh, point right. of all that was. That was yeah, just like. a random burglar thrown in. Yeah. If they're just <laughs> going for, you know, just like goofy gags, trying to apprehend this guy. And then <laughs> the guy's, oh, the boyfriend's face, like, when <laughs> when they slammed the, the burglar's face up against the window, it's the look on <laughs> his face was pretty funny um yeah and then they all get driven back the guy yeah the kid another squandered funny scene the kid like unhooks the burglar from his he's like you better not steal anything you know and the guy goes in there and just like yeah what was the point of all this it's like somebody (laughs) tim allen catches him in there it's like oh what are you doing like how the guy think he was gonna get away with that yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what the point of that was. Either. It's just like you I keep. It just seems so absurd. Was. You kept waiting for there to be some kind of payoff of humor in this, and then there yeah. was nothing. I, yeah, again, kind of with like the National Lampoon direction. It's just like, okay, well, it is so over the top that and absurd that it is funny, but like this just was not nothing. It really missed the mark. Yeah. Right. Now, the one thing, so if I'm going to give this thing any credit at all, like, mm-hmm. you know, the second half of the movie where there's the neighbors come over and they're having the, um, 
everyone looks happy. Mm-hmm. The decorations are up. I think it gives the look. It gives a nice look of Christmas celebration <laughs> if that's your kind of thing. It <laughs> it shows well at that point. It presented for yeah. it presented well for like 0.3 seconds a nice ambiance. Yeah. <laughs> the Christmas spirit. Right. The last 20 minutes or so, they got the snow, the decorations are up, the fireplace, they're standing around laughing. Yeah. But that's not really a reason to watch a movie, though. Yeah. Unless you want to have it on the background, like what you're saying, like you're folding laundry or something. Mm-hmm. And you want to play that in the background, just something Christmas themed. It'd be good for that. But don't expect any laughs. <laughs> Except the one. <laughs> Except a <laughs> chuckle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of hated this movie. For, like, wow. Well, now hate, I feel bad for making you watch it. Hate, well, no, no, don't feel because I was I was being productive. I wasn't folding laundry, but um, okay. Hate is also a strong word, but like I, <laughs> I just liked this movie for different reasons. You did? Um, Wait, did you hate it or you liked it? No, what? I disliked it. Oh, you disliked? It. Okay, yeah, uh, but for different reasons. Um, oh, you know what? I think it is a horror movie. It's a horror movie about um, capitalistic propaganda of how... Oh, boy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because, like, the whole point of them going on the vacation was, like, let us do something that is for us. This will be cheaper than buying a bunch of presents, than putting on Christmas and doing this and that. Okay. So it's, like, almost the message of the movie was just, like, no, this is how things are done. Never... (laughs) this is spend the money do all oh. it like oh. otherwise you are like going against our cultist way of like, uh. I, don't know. It was like <laughs> I was like really confused about it I did it. not think about that yeah I was um, like why is this poor couple like being ostracized for like just wanting to go on a cruise that's interesting because their daughter left and they're like let us have some relief from this. Yeah. That's funny because they made a really strong point about not wanting to spend the money and like yeah. how much they could save. And she's like, why do we do this year after year? Yeah. And yet she spends like <laughs> and $300 for a ham and whatever <laughs> else. So it's just like, what is even the message? <laughs> you don't love your family unless you're spending a lot of money and uh right and you can't be part of the the community and like (laughs) whatever about the daughter like she was just ready to like you know fuck off and join the preschool for the year like why do they need to like cancel their their cruise plans like the cruise (laughs) this daughter is kind of entitled to be like well of course my parents are going to be waiting for me when they get home oh yeah i like it so you're finding ways to bash this movie I didn't even think of. This is great. A multi-dimensional bashing. <laughs> yes. See, this is why I chose to do it. Because it deserved the beatdown that it's getting. But I will watch it again. And I don't know why. Out of hatred. <laughs> I mean, I reason. guess that is a thing. <laughs> um, One time I was going on one of those websites. There's this website out there called Letterboxd. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but... Mm. It's about if you're into movies and you like to read reviews or leave one of your own, you can do all that. Mm -hmm. And it tells you about like new releases of stuff coming out. So I don't really look on there too often. I used to be into it, but not so much these days. Yeah, I think I was like in a fit of rage one time. I was going (laughs) to leave a review of this movie on there. (laughs) But then I got caught up watching. I mean, reading what other people were, were writing about it. Yeah. 
and you know it was like pretty typical and it's just like it's not funny it's not worthwhile mm-hmm. you know pretty much to be expected yeah. and i'm getting five reviews down this person leaves one review mm-hmm. it simply says piss <laughs> <laughs> and that's it that could have been our entire podcast episode honestly yeah. yes <laughs> and i was like yes you nailed it brother brother man <laughs> perfect not our screen queen's finest moment no yeah maybe she thought it'd be some, some kind of comeback <laughs> maybe you know maybe it was i don't think it did terribly but you know i yeah, was just it was stacked so people were probably like oh why not <laughs> right but it was just like what a letdown you expect to see something good and it's just not yeah yeah no no humor no um no worthwhile message it yeah right i feel like it did have the potential to be like a very progressive like movie you know oh wait if they stuck with their original idea (laughs) yeah right they just went on the cruise the daughter was just like in the peace corps like that sounds like a pretty cool family honestly i think we're (laughs) yeah yeah right where I missed the mark, I think, is if they should have like gone on the cruise, yeah, and then found out she was coming home at some point there. I think there would have been more potential for laughs if that had happened. Then they have to like, yeah. you know, detach themselves from the cruise and then fly back, and all like the random yeah. things that could happen on the airplane or getting to the airport at that point, right? Instead of them just like getting a phone call and being like, "Oh, well, instead of playing a cruise, let's just decorate for Christmas." <laughs> like that's the whole movie. It's like. Yeah. Give me a break. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I guess there was like that moment where they gave that couple the cruise. Right. I know. It as was I was saying that. that, I was thinking they couldn't have done that if they wanted my <laughs> idea. But I mean, they could have figured out something else. Like he could have like realized the couple was over there by themselves and he could have given them $2,000 or whatever, maybe. He could have invited them on the cruise anyway. Yeah. Although I guess that would have been more money. I don't know. Who knows how to fix this movie? <laughs> yes. Well, they never made a sequel, thankfully. <laughs> well, let's not put that out into the universe. <laughs> yep. So this will probably cap off our Christmas horror and Christmas movie dialogue for a while. <laughs> now this next January. <laughs> yes. Now it's the middle of January. We're still talking about it. <laughs> um yeah we'll move on to more mainstream horror i think next time what yeah. that'll be i'm not sure yet this is just to throw everyone off and yeah again, our uh, our real test of it's too it's too bad we already did new year's evil see i knew this would happen the minute i did a movie that i really wanted to do and then the year would come around to that time again new year's and i wouldn't be able to do it now <laughs> you know what i mean yeah well, I guess when you watch the same movies every year, that would catch up with you. <laughs> we can just do the same podcast episodes about the same movies. I don't know if anybody year. ever has done that. Just like do the same movie more than once in their own podcast. No. I Well, I feel like I've talked about this before. There is a podcast. Um, oh. Yeah. And they meet up once a year to talk about something. On Thanksgiving, they watch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Right. Every, <laughs> every year. Um, I should give that a listen because I feel like it's such a funny idea and they're funny people. 
but I never, uh, <laughs> I never actually listened to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it might be worth tuning into that <laughs> if you can find the name of that podcast. Um, it's called Till Death Do Us Blart. Okay, right. I do remember <laughs> talking about that one time, and it probably was around Thanksgiving. Yeah. So that was Christmas with the Cranks. Hope you enjoyed that one. If you're still hanging in there listening to it. <laughs> Bueller, Bueller. Right. Um, so we will see you again next Wednesday. Until then. Bye. <laughs>